Okay, everyone, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview WATC Derby Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, and our special guest, Michael Heaton. We are recording the 1 1 Your West Australian Racing Podcast. It's quarter past 11 on Thursday, the 8th of April. Geraldton, Crayfish Coast, up and running this afternoon. Uh, WA Derby Day, as well as the rescheduled Narragin Cup Day on Saturday, and the weekend winds down with a Pinjara Cup this Sunday. Also, big thank you to last week's in studio guest Kieran Kevin Kev yes. Evans. He uh, he was a star, and uh, it was uh, yeah we had a lot of fun with with Kev. Um, that was uh, good stuff on our Caracatta Plate edition. You're welcome back anytime, mate. And um, it was also terrific to have Brittany Taylor back on the 1-1 as well. Britt outlined the ins and outs of the new Thoroughbred Racing Ownership Initiative, the Horse Racing League, which uh, Terry and I are both members of the WA Black Arts team. And um, Britt, of course, she is the ambassador for the WA Black Arts. So looking forward to seeing how that progresses. I did notice on Facebook during the week that the TRL, they were active at the Australian Easter yearling sales. Gee, they're going for some money over there, Michael. Don't know if you've been following that, but crazy, crazy money over at the- uh, Two and a half million dollars I saw one go for. Crazy stuff. Is that yours? No, Luke Fernie's, I think. He's, <laughs> he's had his uh, hand in his pocket over there, hasn't he? <laughs> Luke Kyle, yeah. He's bought a couple. Yeah, he's putting his, putting his hand up. Um, so yes, they've been, the Horse Racing League uh, team, they've been active at the English Easter sale. Um, but And they are also in the process of securing two tried racehorses for the WA Black Arts to get up and running very soon. Terry? Yes. Uh, make sure you stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Mundaring Hotels, WA Racing, Mastermind and the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competitions, as well as our Get Ready for the Launch Contest, uh, where we are giving away two tickets to the WA Blackhearts launch party, thanks to the Horse Racing League. And I think it was Riley Capararo. It sure was. Kappa, yeah. Kappa. you beauty. Uh, it's Jezelenko, you beauty. <laughs> Why did I think Kappa, you beauty? <laughs> Close. Work, yeah. Kappa. Close. Uh, yeah, Kappa. Um, remember remember when, when, when you were a kid, when you played like Pack? Oh, yeah, Kappa. Yeah. <laughs> I was always, I was I wonder, always I, the one underneath. I wonder though. if kids still yell out Kappa when they're taking taking They're going to be lost. I don't know. I wonder if it's something that's just sort of carried through where... Uh, Might be a flying Ryan thing these yeah, days. Yeah, maybe. Flying, <laughs> yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah, let's go play kick the kick later. Kick, yeah. Have some youngsters and see what's going on. But uh, no, well done to Kappa. Uh, export man, what was the SP? About 23 bucks? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't too far off that. So a uh, couple of tickets to the uh, the Horse Racing League Black Arts uh, launch party heading out to uh, to Kappa and we'll run the competition for which race today, BJ? I think we're going to do the the WATC the Derby, derby. well the yeah. Derby or the Derby 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 you prefer but um yes no looking forward to it okay and also Kappa Riley Capararo sent me a photo on Twitter which I'll publish later today of him climbing Bluff Knoll wearing his one one hat oh. so it was outstanding from uh, from Riley to the the one one hat is uh, I saw it got worn proudly at uh, Ascot on. Good Friday, and now it's made it made its way all the way yeah, to the uh, top was, of Bluff Knoll. Um, oh, I forgot his name. It was Latham's uh, mate, uh, Robbie Spence. Robbie yeah. Spence. That's yeah. It. yeah, I saw Robbie there actually as yeah. well with yeah. the uh, with the cap on. So yeah. um, it's it's really uh, it's an all purpose type of cap. You can <laughs> do podcasts in them. You can uh, you can hike in them. You can drink beers in them. So yeah, all purpose. Different colours as well, so you can mix mm. mix and match exactly. depending on make what the podcast you're up great again if you want to wear the red one. <laughs> So yes, uh, congrats, Riley, and um, yeah, more information as Terry said will be uh, outlined throughout 
the preview. WATC, I'll go with you guys. WATC Derby Day. All right, I've, I've, I've finished um, rebelling. It's uh, it's Derby Day at Ascot this Sunday. Let's get cracking on the preview, Terry. Let's do it. All right, the rail is out in the five-metre position after being two last Saturday, I believe. Yeah. So out to five, we have uh, quite a warm day. I think it's going to be 30, 30-plus 30 on Saturday, and the winds are easterly. Significant easterlies or just mild easterlies, Terry? Oh, reasonably yeah. significant enough, yeah, yeah, 20 or so, um, 30 degrees. Rain coming, it's, it's, it's interesting tonight. When it's did not, the, I didn't say that. When's five to 15, no, five to 15 Sunday, 15 to 30 Monday. All I will say is... Uh, just be mindful in case that comes a little bit early. Yeah. We should miss it all. We should be fine. Um, and if the conditions do stick with the significant easterlies and the semi-warm day, um, you do not want to be getting back uh, at Ascot on have, Saturday. Have you seen the forecast for Pinjarra Sunday? Mm, tell us. Tell me more. 20 to 40 mil of rain forecast. Oh, dear. That'll be fun. Are we racing scarp side? Scarp side, yes. Scarp side? How does the scarp side handle the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, what's the uh, what's the drainage like first up? What's, what's the fertilizer program, Scarp side? Ah, deary, deary, man. Now, before we we go on, what, I didn't realize what, that, and I was absolutely. What, what were your thoughts on um, the name, Scarp side? I don't mind it. No. I haven't actually, yeah, really thought, <laughs> thought about it, on it too much. Well, uh, you're not but, happy with it, are you, BJ? No, no, no not really. I thought we could have done better than that. I am. Um, I'm happy with the concept. Happy with the fact that we've had investment in infrastructure, and they've uh, um, basically got given us a, a provided West Australian racing with another, you know, um, metro track. So, especially with Umbri now in uh, recess as the redevelopment goes through there. However, uh, Scarp, maybe it's because of my braces. I don't know. I, I'm still wrapping my words it's around the, word the, the say, S. Right? So, but uh, I just didn't roll off the tongue for me. I just thought we had an opportunity to come up with something uh, cool and impactful. And I thought Scarp side just fell a little bit short for me. But regardless, we'll be betting on it, no doubt. And uh, that'll be long forgotten once we get once 20 we get to 40. To this is taking me by shock. I was very excited about the Pinjarra Cup. Thought we had a. Uh, Thought we had a near certainty. Now I'm feeling a little bit, um, a little bit less enthused. So. And data punters as well. Beware, there will be no <laughs> benchmarking, of course, with the new track in place. So we know you love your data, Terry. So yeah. you might I'm be in a very bit of bother I'm after very that. Very happy about that, actually, mate. Very happy about that. Those, uh, those that no trust the eye. For the first. Those that trust the eye can. Um, yeah, they'll be coming to the fore in meetings uh, following uh, following this little set. So. Where are you at with data at the moment? You have a bit of a love-hate type relationship. No, it's all hate. Yeah. It's all hate. So uh, I do all my form without the data, um, create my markets without the data. Um, so when you say data, what are you referring to? GCX. Speed figures or ratings uh, or ratings ratings yeah, yeah. Rate, ratings um and i have found trying to use the data it just isn't my strength like someone like crip he's he's a genius with the data yeah, and Cripps, yep. it all coming up with his numbers blah blah blah. That's, that's never been my thing and i think i had a bit of a lull there for a while where i was trying to utilize it at, at the same time as my form so what i do now is we'll create my own markets do all my form without looking at the data but then i'll go back and the data tells you where the money's going to come which horses are going to be supported so if i price one 250 it goes up 280 and i can see it's the big data horse i'll take the 280 but if i say it's not the data horse i'll wait and take the late 354 bucks so i'm more using it when i time my bets rather than um doing my form just on that there was a couple of in good, the country i don't use it at all uh just on that there was a couple of good movers last saturday was yep. that forecast via the data as uh, well which one's good um brilliant silly Yes. Yeah. Requisition. Really yeah. Requisition. Uh, requisition was. Yes. Requisition yeah. was. Yep. I guess Marachino would have been no doubt. Marachino would have. I didn't. Again, I don't yeah. use it. Yeah. In it's there. coming out of a really hot yeah. race. Yeah. 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 
So yeah, Narachano was more the fact that you couldn't really pinpoint a clear second favourite either. So it was sort of the money had to come somewhere, and Pikey was travelling down to Albany for one reason only. So yeah, yeah, um, interesting, very interesting stuff. Uh, there are many ways to 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 do the form, and I think we all do it a little bit differently mm -hmm. here, the three of us. So this preview should be a bit of fun, and let's get rolling. Race one is the Tap Touch West Speed Platinum Autumn Series Heat Number Two, uh, kickoff for the nine race card, eleven fifty eight. AM, our guest, Michael Heaton. Uh, would you like to start us off? Best of the day, I think, in the first. To, oh, to drop on the mic. <laughs> just to kick off proceedings, I think it's hopefully we can get a bit of money to uh, start the day off. I like City Circle here for Neville and Chris Parnham, uh, rated best for me, but finally drawn a barrier. You look at uh, her recent, recent starts as I get this back up last uh, barrier eight, barrier nine, eight, ten, eight, eight, eight. Her last seven starts, finally drawn gate three here. Uh, backs up off seven days behind after finishing second to requisition last start, clocked the fastest last furlong. And the last time she backed up off seven days, she finished uh, fourth to who was it? Riverbow. Riverbow. Riverbow uh, finishing yeah. behind Riverbow, mood swings, crammed in a 66 plus. Now she's just in a restricted Westbeat Platinum 57 plus. Ticks a lot of, uh, sorry, I've got a bit of chocolate egg in my mouth still and I'm trying to get out from, from <laughs> earlier. I have another one to wash it down. <laughs> I don't know which one of the six it was, but I'm removing that. Uh, so, yeah, it ticks a lot of boxes for mine and I think Chris has a few options here as well. If he doesn't lead, he should be able to get a lovely run just behind and for mine, I thought she was a, a bit of a standout in a pretty thin race. I don't reckon I have any more to add to that. Um, probably the one thing I can say is that the previous time she went off seven days, she was held up the entirety of the straight and would have won as well. So, yeah. and I think she um, ran third the other one, you did were she? Uh, no. Hey. And she ran third, I think, the other, yeah. the yeah, other one. It's a, it's a fairly solid record the whole way back. Uh, I think um, Michael has absolutely middled that. I'm expecting her to probably lead, actually, as well, and hold yeah. out Michelle Mabel, who isn't the most nimble beginner, and I think will go better up to the 1,400. Um, one thing I will say, if it does rain, and the rain does come hard, Michelle Mabel will be suited in that sense. But uh, no, City Circle, very close to my best as well, I think, Mike. Clean sweep. Michael pinched pinched me best bet. Oh. Uh, no, I, uh, I'm with Michael and Terry. I think we can all get off to a fly here. I think City Circle just wins. That last Saturday's performance for her to keep coming at requisition, who just got <laughs> somehow found its somehow found its way to the front on a. Um, that was odd, wasn't it? Yeah, it was found its In way a race to the front. full of speed. Yeah, it was incredible stuff. And um, so Brad Rewilla just. Didn't want to lead, but everything else just kept retreating and he just sort of found himself there. Uh, the rail was the place to be. In front was a good place to be on the day in requisition one, but City Circle was able to come from midfield pairing, uh, uh, sort of angling out and really hit the line with force. Uh, this looks a sweet setup for City Circle. Quick backup, good draw. Everything that Michael said, City Circle is just about my best of the day as well. 1100 meters should be bang better on. as well. Yeah. yeah, it was just, it was funny because it was very hard to mark a second favorite. Like you think Fiery Water is the obvious second pick, probably lands back of City Circle if uh, City Circle does lead. Um, but they faced each other uh, at Fiery Water's last outing and it got the card up, and City Circle is still probably stronger on the line, just about. So, um, yeah, very difficult to see Fiery Water. Yeah, I thought the Fiery Water goes up in, yeah, probably. 1200 looking yeah. for, for, for mine, waiting for Fiery Water at 1200. So, yeah, I think we're, uh, we're across the board there in oh. all in agreements and the, uh, in the opening event of WATC Derby Day. Race two is the Pepsi Max Handicap Graduation, 1,600 metres, just the seven runners to face the field. Um, as we spoke about, rail in the five-minute position, hot day, 
Easterlies are blowing, speed maps will be critical. Terry, who who've got have got the map playing out in this small graduation handicap? Well, that's the the key to this race. First of all, you were Pepsi Max or a Coca Cola man, Michael? Uh, if you were gonna if you were gonna dabble into a soft drink, Coke Coke Zero, mate. Coke Zero. Coke no sugar. Coke right. no sugar. Yeah. Oh, no. You, yeah, Terry? I'm not a big Pepsi Max fan at all. No, Pepsi Max Coke. is all right. Yeah. It's a bit of a change up, but yeah, Coke no yeah. sugar. No, not not big on the Pepsi at all. Definitely Coke for me. Kombucha man, by any chance? No, definitely not a kombucha no, man. Are you no. surprised? I would have picked Terry would for you? a kombucha. Yeah, yeah. Really? I thought he would have been all over the kombucha. Yeah. yeah. That surprised me. Gut no. health, yeah. but um, well, a uh, refreshing beverage at the same time. on a Sunday morning. There's not much gut health, I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, interesting speed, Matt Michael, uh, here. Um, the big question is, uh, from the widest gate, what do they look to do with standout rows? Mm. My feel, and uh, this should definitely be, the move and whether it is or not I'm not entirely certain is they should be looking to go forward and trying to land in the breeze or perhaps tucking in behind Rogue's Point and um, Lord Lonsdale who are drawn five and six um, but it should be an aggressive road from standout rows and from there the race should just about be over I think um, if they go back she can still win it but um, I wouldn't want to be on um, and I will be on so I am very much of the opinion that are you willing forward. are you willing Fishy too. Bruce. Yeah. I'm willing, I'm willing Bruce and Fishy. Me and Fishy have had a tough time recently, yeah. to be honest. We've um yeah, I've, I've been uh yeah, we've had a tough little uh, relationship lately, me and Jace. But um if you go to Standout Rose last run last year, yeah. he is, yeah, he is. It's funny when he wrote a winner and I was on it, I was only on it for the place, Lunar Impact, as I've uh, as I detailed last week. But um he is flying at the moment. I'm just uh I'm just mistiming my uh, my jumps with him, unfortunately. But um, no, I think they'll roll forward and land outside of Lord Lonsdale. And, you reckon? Um, okay. I think that's what they should be definitely doing. Yeah, I they, think they, you'll be going back. Yeah, I yeah. Going back. They went forward. Uh, so you look last start and you go, okay, didn't jump all that well. Landed in the sixth or seventh. There were five or six leaders in that race. There were five or six really, really quick horses. Uh, you go to the start before they had me and Taz Glasgow girl and didn't jump all that well again, but couldn't muster from an inside gate with a race full of speed. This race doesn't have much speed. Um, Notorious one stands there, vintage stock. Sluice Box and Eurasia all won't want to lead. So you've got Lord Lonsdale who missed the kick badly and does muster into mm -hmm. it. You've got Rogue's Point who looked a lot happier last start with a sit. So I think if they do a very, very simple speed map, they'll see that from the widest gate, they can muster, do a bit of work, get to the breeze within a couple hundred metres and um, they won't see her again. But the risk is they jag, go back to last with the easterly and mm. uh, you set yourself a task, but they should be going forward and they won't lose the race. Yeah, I hear what you're saying about Lord Lonsdale. Uh, I do like Brad Rewilla going so do on. I. Uh, I, think, uh, I think he can get this horse to begin find the rail in front. Rogue's Point as well. Was was that written by Peter Hall? Still really. Yeah, Lucy rode that. the big plunge horse, that's why. Right, okay. Yeah. So Lucy going back on, he did sit outside leader in a similar race two starts ago. I think mm -hmm. the race won by Fishy on Dapara. Dapara, is that right? Yep. Uh, any old the race price? the other day was only 1,200 metres, but I think he ran 14. But Yeah, mm. yeah. And uh, I, get, I get the feeling somebody might have been on there, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Riley Morgan's horse as well. Rogue's Point. Riley oh, Dot. Oh, it is. Yeah. It is too. Oh, good luck to Dot. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure it's frustrating, not only uh, Michael Heaton, but connections, including Riley Morgan as well. Tell you what, six days, 1,200 to 1,600. That's a little Jay Warwick talk of our setup, isn't it? It's, uh, it's, a, um, it's, got, it's got JT Warwick written all mm. over it. So I never really envisaged Terry's map. I'm interested and I'm listening to what he has to say. And I do feel as though if they do- Do Bruce Watkins listens? No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. 
first thing Thursday, six o'clock. No, I reckon just refreshing be, I reckon be a Friday morning track work kind yeah, of guy. Okay. Yeah, yep. Yep. A bit like me. Mm. Like, uh, and might even have like the little mobile Bluetooth setup sort of thing that he just sort of walks around with. So, uh, I never really considered standout rows to go for. I just assumed Jay Whiting. Sticky draw would probably be conservative. First start at a mile. First start at a mile, three-odd filly. Black Friars filly. Um, mm. So for that reason, I've got Lord Lonsdale leading them up. Rogues point outside leader. I think Eurasia can kick up, hold leaders back. Notorious one is an interesting runner. Does he jump? What does he do? He's just a bit of a pain in the ass horse, really, isn't he? It's probably the race he can miss <laughs> yeah. the kick and still muster up into because um, only seven in it as well. But so. the, the other day he was like on heels, off heels, held up in traffic. He would have won if he yeah. got through. Same as Tin Snip, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a um, tough watch if you were on. Got a lot of ability, but I notice he goes out early before the rest of the field. Doesn't parade, Michael. Uh, Notorious one. Yeah, he's another. Yeah, so he didn't actually after back him, his first. Back him at your own risk, I think. <clears throat> at his first win, he wouldn't come in the yard either. Yep. I think they had to unsaddle him on the track. That's right. Yes. Uh, so back him at your own risk. Uh, got stacks of talent, just not quite there mentally yet. Yeah, for that reason, I settled on Eurasia. Lord Lonsdale leads, kicks, hopefully um, pinches some separation from the breeze horse, perhaps Rogue's Point. This allows Peter Nucky to kick up, follow, peel, and get the last crack. So I think um, that's the way that I saw the race playing out. And I thought Eurasia suited coming back to a mile. I don't think his 800-meter run was too bad the other day off 28 days. So, yeah, that's the way I come up with Question. They go forward and they're in the breeze with standout rows. Is that the horse you'd want to be on? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this was hopefully, they're, hopefully they're listening. Yeah, well, they're, hopefully they're listening. So, this, so I've, I've taken some of the three seventy early. Won't be going again. Yeah. The current price. And before we move on, one thing I should have asked you guys. I think a lot of the races today, there's things I definitely want to be on, but the prices aren't can't, aren't currently there, and everything's price sensitive. So before we move on, race number one, what price city circle are we thinking is a backable price? It's currently two fifty two sixty, which is around my mark. Yeah. Um, what do we need for a bet? I was two sixty. Yep. Yeah. I was 270, so I'd be wanting obviously more than that. Yep. Okay, cool. I was 260. So we're, we're bang on um, in the grants here. But I think that's the key point with today's meeting is so while I'm tipping standout rows, I'm $2.60 standout rows. It's currently $2.40. So it's I was, not as uh, I was 350 standout yep. rows. You're thinking yeah. it's going back. That's that's the thing though. And I've probably marked it in that way, which is um, obviously a, a big risk on my behalf. But um, yeah, I think this this meeting is really about getting those prices late and, and probably u- utilizing Betfair in that sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. So for me, Eurasia, I was uh, five dollars Eurasia. I think best available at the moment six. Michael, yeah, really low confidence race for me. I had standout rows last, so a bit of a penalty there. There was uh, I had notorious one and standout rows equal four dollar favourites with Eurasia six dollars, Sluicebox six dollars as well. So not much confidence there. But if standout rows was to go forward, like. You're saying, Terry, then that all of a sudden changes that a little bit. But Notorious One, not really a horse for mine. He rated clear best in this race. But again, Jemmy's second up mile, not really a second up mile type of stable. And coming out of such a slowly run race first up and where he wasn't even let off the bridle, I don't know if he'll probably be a run or two short for that. But I thought uh, he probably box seats and gets all the favours in the run. And uh, if... If he gets the right splits, I thought he would be the horse to beat with standout rows settling last, but not a great deal of confidence either way. I love hearing how different people do form. That's really interesting. You, know, you look at the fact that he's second up at the mile and he didn't really have a hard hit out first up. And whether Only if, if, if it was Brian no, Williams or, or Justin yep. Warwick or again, Jimmy's a more sprinting stable, not really second yeah. up mile type of trainers. And the horse is coming out of a really, really slowly run race. And mm. uh, I really yeah. like that. I thought you would have found Lord Lonsdale, to be honest. 
No, I think Lord Lonsdale will find the top. But I said, I'm if, if we're sitting here saying, geez, if standout Rose goes forward, I want to be on. You yeah, know, I want yeah. to be on. Surely they surely the, the state will think the same thing. They've drawn seven to seven. It's it's first or last, or second or last, probably. Yeah. Um, with a chance of tucking in. It could be a chance of tucking in on yeah. Rogue's point. Um so if we're thinking that, then maybe they're thinking the same He thing. might just do a river bar and sit three deep and win. Yeah. He could he she could sit three deep and win, and she could win from last as well. She's capable of doing both. Nice um, horse, isn't she? Do you not yeah. turn me off Lord? Lonsdale. I think we're overrating Lord Lonsdale on the colours and his racing style. His two wins have been over Sea Champ and Trade Fair Express. Yeah. It's I think he's the form lines are pretty ordinary. Yeah, I agree. We yeah. need to see a bit more from Lord Lonsdale second up at the mile after missing the kick. And I thought the trial was ordinary before that too. But um He's yeah, going to be suited though. Brad's a big mm. positive here, yeah. but uh, he can win without me. That's he's fine. he's, he's going to be suited though, I yeah. think. Um, yeah, I was looking at the form lines last night as well. I was like, oh, really? Yeah, not quite sure about that. But I think you've got to add a little bit um, add a little bit on uh, to Lord Lonsdale because he finds the rail in front and that's probably going to be the place to be early on the day. So, Massively, yeah. Yeah. All right, race Three moving through the program. That's WATC Derby Day for 2021. We have race three, the Cool Ridge Handicap, a three-rod contest for over 1,200 metres. We see a listed winner returning in Kalaroo. We've got some nice up-and-coming types, three of which all won on the same day. Ascot on March 24. They are Captain Chaos, Houses, Serenity, and Let's Cut Loose. Got some interesting riding bookings as well. And of course, again, with the uh, hot day, Eastley wins, the, the map will be all important. I noticed, Michael, that William Pike has opted to ride Let's Cut Loose ahead of Houses Serenity. Pikey the Wizard, he won on both of those fillies uh, for Simon A. Miller. Uh, what was that, 17 days ago? So he's gone for the former $290,000 yearling purchase. Let's Cut Loose, the daughter of exceed and excel so i imagine that is uh i haven't had a good look at the odds i, reckon, I imagine that's how the odds have yeah up. i reckon that might have something to do with the fact digby manages peter nucky nucky yep. rides for that set of owners a bit and pikey rides for the walsh I, I was that a pickup ride maybe for pike potentially yeah potentially that's i, I didn't um, necessarily put it down to pike's choice but it could well could be pike's choice i don't think there was a huge amount um, between them, between them, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's the way I came up with it. Uh, it'd be interesting to hear what Simon had to say in that sense. Yeah, so let's cut loose. Was three wide, no cover. Uh, first up over twelve hundred meters. As I said on March twenty four, that was from gate five. Flicker's chance held the lead, and and there was another horse. Uh, I think it was Famous Journey from um, Jimmy Taylor Stable, who was a breeze horse, which kept. Let's cut loose out in that three wide line. Still managed to find a way to win. Wasn't a very um, fast race at all, but from two uh, quick beginning, you imagine let's cut loose. We'll have a crack for to lead these up. Simon Emily, yeah, surely. With Pike on, mm. Mm. I, I thought it. Uh, I thought it was box seat. Okay. Critical attitude. Uh, sorry, being ridden like uh, guts to Would get across. Do you want to get crossed by a fixed chance? Uh, this will tell you what, this was a race. I did my market and yeah. I my notes below my market. I talk about my own confidence in the race. I said, I've got no idea. Yeah, yeah this, this map just, was uh, really messy. I wouldn't be surprised if Captain Chaos found, found the front, but crit in, mm -hmm. uh, critical altitude. That was a really, really fast run race that, uh, that, that, one, yeah. that it led up last start, more mm -hmm. than seven lengths above average. Then you go to uh, Let's Cut. Loose's race that was seven lengths below average. So 
in terms of that, you would expect uh, critical attitude to have more speed. I'm interested to see what the market does here, though, because the market usually points to, usually yeah. points to Pike, but then it also usually uh, goes for for the speed. And let's cut loose is coming out of quite a slowly run race compared to some of the others here. Uh, but for mine, I landed on Captain Chaos. I thought whichever way this race is run, if if uh, the first two don't uh, get to the front, Chris can probably lead. If not, he's outside the leader. If not, he's 1-1. So either way, I thought that he could probably land in a nice spot and looks really progressive, Captain Chaos. Yeah. And that uh, run the other day was uh, quite good. And I think who came out of that race maybe and ran? No reflection. No oh, ran second yesterday. That Richardson that. form lunch. Yeah, yeah no, no, actually, so I take that back. Yeah, had, Greg, that Greg Carriage celebration day at Bunbury yesterday. It certainly was, wasn't it? Well done, Greg. Yeah. Uh, uh, Callaroo, interesting runner. Probably said it was last, though, you'd expect mm. from the draw and be finishing off. Good trial. By good trial. Rock Magic and Floyd. That was a really good trial. Mm. Uh, and outside of that, I, yeah, I was Captain Chaos on top. And I think Bragwell might be able to run a race as well. No luck so far. This preparation, probably three back the fence and uh, the drop back to 1,200 metres. Not sh entirely sure if that suits, but no luck first up off the track. Second up, uh, didn't really get out in that same race as Notorious one, whether that's going to hold up or not. But mm. we'll soon find out. But I think we'll get all the favours in the run and probably goes around over the odds. Bragwell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, look, I think uh, Captain Chaos and Let's Cut Loose, the two I marked, equal favourites. Captain Chaos has been given two 10 out of 10 rides, but the Holy Ghost, Noble Reflection, Oceanic Rider, even Starlift was six lengths further back, came out and won. So Proceeds of Crime was nine lengths further back and came out and won. So even though that's just a maiden, uh, it's a pretty good form line maiden with the distances it, that- uh, it, it rated well too. It rated extremely well, and so did the uh, the win over Holy Ghost. So were two 10 out of 10 steers, though, which needs to be remembered. But um, no, no huge opinion here. Really interested to watch it. Um, um, Calaro's weight earned already. The rest of them have weight uh, to earn. So they're probably the ones weighted to win the race. But um, purely pike, good gait, no weight, horse on the rise, expensive purchase. I'll put Let's Cut Loose on top, slightly above my price at the 450, 460. But uh, I won't be getting involved here, guys. Uh, I was $4, Let's Cut Loose. And I thought we Solomon A. Miller might just wind back the clock here and just uh, lead on this filly. Um, even though that's not necessarily Pikey's one wood. Depends how much pressure Stevie comes across with critical yeah. critical altitude from yeah. eight. There'll only be one plan there. Up to the 1,200 was a 1,000. As Mike said, they went seven lengths quicker at the 1,000. So you'd think it's going to have the speed to go with them. It's just about whether Pikey will say, all right, sit in the breeze or um, I'll run him along. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. He's got the choice, hasn't he? He's got the choice, yeah. yeah. And um, and also like, maybe even Flickers, Flickers Chance might, might kick up as well and make make things uh, interesting. So yeah. Watch that replay early. Yeah. Um, Let's Cut Loose was a far quicker first 50, 60 yeah. metres. It was yeah. only restrained because of the gate. Yeah. There'll be a three-wide line, whichever way this race is run Should on. Be, yeah. yeah. I, expect. I, thought, I thought I wanted to find Captain Chaos. I must be honest. I um, I did play against him second up. I, looked, I thought Holy Ghost might be able to tag Captain Chaos and get over the top of him that day. I think there was a cutaway in play that particular day. Probably should have tagged him. Probably yeah. should have got over the top of him. Um, so I was, but my, on my map, I thought Captain Chaos might end up sort of a little bit sticky, um, little, maybe a pair further back than Michael predicted. So um, again, it's the, the early 
the early decision making from these jockeys is is going to be so crucial in these small fields, especially with the the expected pattern. I just thought I thought it was between the two Miller fillies actually. Let's cut loose Houses Serenity. Let's cut loose if it can somehow lead or or um, hold up there. Houses Serenity is drawn outside. So it can either follow, let's cut loose, or it's got a little bit of gate speed, might be able to hold a position as well. I thought her win to, to get over the top of critical altitude was was pretty good, and her Pinjara 1,000-metre trial prior to that was excellent. So she's returned a superior horse than she was last campaign. So for me, I was tossing up between the two Miller horses, let's cut loose, Houser Serenity, and I've settled on William Pike, gate two, let's cut loose, $4, I think. Currently, best available is about four sixty, four eighty. So, that's the way I'll be going. But again, it's a market fun, could do anything. Funny little race, mm. and um, we'll see how the races one and two play out from a uh, from a track pattern point of view. Yes, race number four, the Crown Perth Plate over the eleven hundred meters for the youngsters, the Karakata. Uh, Constellation for featherweight potentially. Uh, Michael, who have you uh, who have you found here? Oh, I'm just looking at it for the first time right now. It's oh, a two-year-old race. I'll handball it over to BJ. Yeah, BJ is our two-year-old specialist. Pretty keen featherweight. I think this is all alongside uh, City Circles. Were you, the best of we the had day. a chat. I don't know who was on the podcast yeah, or off air, but we were going to um, – well, I, I was – if featherweight drew a hole, once it drew 18, I wasn't, but I would have tipped it for the Karakata. I thought yeah. the run was equal to um, – Export man, last yeah, start. So really good. Danny Morton's a whole, uh, a trainer I trust, um, trust very much. So uh, every run, I mean, had to go back uh, from the widest gate after jumping first in the Perth Stakes. Behind his gold was huge. Led them up in a race dominated by horses with cover behind Leewar and Pixie Chicks in the Supremacy, and uh, even on debut, parked on Pixie Chicks's back, and um, that horse was just too strong when she was able to get a soft lead. So um, Chris can either ride. You can either ride this like the best horse, lead, go forward. And I reckon it's race over. If something does come and take him on or something kicks up or it does turn out differently, he can take a sit and probably still win it too. So yeah. you've got I, – I think he can probably lead him up, but um, he doesn't have to. And either way, I think he, he wins. Yeah, I thought rising commodity might come across lead and that leaves uh, featherweight outside leader. Um, it's, it's also about horses like Electric Rose from 13. Does Steve go mad with it and try and find the breeze? Yeah, so doubtful, Chris hands yeah. up. But the way, the way I count, usually I'm, you know, I go deep into my speed maps. I wasn't all that perturbed re-speed map. I think he'll go forward, look for the lead if possible. If yeah. not, he'll find a spot. I think he wins from the lead. I think he wins from a spot. As long as he, as long as things don't go horribly wrong yeah. um, and ain't no other man or Kira's right, awesome ride, we'll get a really soft one from one or two. Um, I think he just wins and it comes down to a question of, of Price again, BJ, and what have you come up with? This is the problem for me. They're, they're all at a very sticky mark. Yeah, um, I was 250 on. featherweight. What is he? You should. This is incredible. So your last four prices were 250 featherweight, $4, let's cut loose, and 260 city circle. Yeah. Identical. Really? Identical, yeah. All to about 95%, but yeah, yeah identical markets. So. Okay. How's that? So it's currently about 260. Oh, bang on. I thought, sorry, I, th I thought it opened. Did it open up a bit better than that? Nah, no, Brad, Brad went up 220, which I think was fair at 100 and. What did Brad go up at about a four hundred percent market? So, um, yeah, no, I thought that was uh, I thought that was pretty fair, but uh, never know. Maybe a little bit of money for ain't no other man. Um, again, talking about data and to about like go back to City Circle quickly. That's one that could even trade a little bit longer because it wasn't a huge data horse and horses like Warbler and Fifari Water had far better sort of peaks um, yep. in recent times, which was quite interesting. But um, yeah, in a capacity field like this, there might be some probably better off asking you, Beige, any expensive purchases. 
here because often the purchase price of a horse can mean there's money for that horse and I think that's why we saw escalating Michael get backed so many times because of that 160k price tag next to his uh, name well, well, well the, spent the first, <laughs> first start is uh, written exceed was an $80,000 yep. yearling but it's uh, trial form has been okay I think Brad, just to Brad, see how it goes yeah, yeah he likes it He's drawn twelve. Yeah, okay. He's drawn twelve uh, with Paul Harvey on the saddles in the saddle, so can't map it. Can't Thirteen really. horse field. All it takes is a push for yep. one of them yep. to start a little bit shorter. Say, ain't no other man stains holding the stays firm in the market. Next thing you know, you've got your three bucks featherweight, and you're um you're laughing. So yeah, I'm with Terry with this. I think he does. He can lead outside leader, find a spot. I think featherweight's got a bit of a class edge on these. Uh, from all reports. If he wins on Saturday, Dan Moore's keen to back up in the size and he's got to be a winning chance in that as well. Mm -hmm. His, um, as you said, his run was on a par with Export Man in the um, in the Perth Stakes the other day. And prior to that, his Supremacy Stakes was performance was excellent. All the form around him reads well. I think this is going to be a really, really nice horse in time for the weight. And I reckon he's going to uh, break through for his first victory this Saturday. Pretty keen. Yeah, I'm keen too. All right, BJ. Uh, Michael, grab your pen out. It's uh, it's now time for the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind Competition. That's right, Terry and Michael. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. I know Michael's been up there with his lovely partner, CC, and checked out the- uh, Beautiful palmy there. Yeah, good palmy. Haven't uh, been on the deck yet, though. Yeah. Tonight to check that out. Yeah. Pretty well, big, they tell me. Yeah, <laughs> it's a- I tell you what, it is a big deck, and um, it is uh, there's. I keep CC away from that. There's <laughs> feeds. There's plenty on offer up at the Mundaring feed, flutter, froffies, uh, family atmosphere. Uh, if you get a chance, if you're in the neighbourhood, drop in, see the publican in Butchie O'Connor. Make sure you uh, let him know you're a one-one listener and have a good racing chat with him. He is one of the characters of the game. Is so congratulations to our episode 70 mastermind winner, Troy Overstone. Overstone, congratulations, Troy. A $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring is in the mail. He nailed all four questions, character plate theme questions correctly on last week's edition. So well done, Troy. To be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to answer the following four questions, Terry and Michael. Four questions. Let's uh, let's get this show on the road. Stiff competition this week from Michael, I reckon. Question one: Who ran second to Regal Power in the 2019 WA Derby? First okay. in best dress. I, I, I gave that one. Gave yeah, that one to Terry because I knew he'd know that. That's like a gift immediately. Uh, question two: Name the last non Saracen White WATC Derby winner. The last non. Yep. Yeah, I was looking at this the um, yesterday. This isn't the answer. I'm just going to oh. that one down because I know that one a while ago. I reckon um, I know that. Michael is, uh, yeah, he's firing on all cylinders. I don't know if you'll know this, Michael, but if you've done your uh, if you've done your history, you should. Question three: Who rode Chartreuse to win the 2010 WATC Derby? Nah. Hint. For the guru, he has a ride in this in this year's edition. So a one in twelve chance, one in ten chance or yep. so. Um, Shall 
Chartreuse was trained by David Hayes, I believe. So question number four, Luke Nolan, uh, the uh, jockey of Black Caviar, Black Caviar fame, Luke Nolan, champion hoop in his uh, in his day. He won the 2009 WATC Derby aboard Marcus Maximus. Who was the trainer, Victorian trainer? Oh, God. I'm no Jeez. good once we cross the nullar ball. Yeah, I haven't got a clue. I couldn't name three Victorian trainers just about. What years? Oh nine. He uh, I was in year twelve in two thousand. He, he, I'll give you. He retired and has made a recent comeback to the training ranks. All right, BJ. Oh yeah, that that definitely got one. That clue might have helped me. One and four. One and four. Yeah, the clue was a giveaway. Four. Four out of four. Oh, yes. yes. Four out of four. Well done. Back. Well, and now I feel, now I've seen the answer for number so that's two. Why I Mike, feel like a bit of a goose. Michael's, that's why Michael's got all the big <laughs> kicks. I've gone for number two. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I didn't know. Well, I couldn't think of one. So if you want to enter, if you want to enter the WA Racing Mastermind competition, send your entries via direct message to at the one one pod on Twitter. Uh, all four questions correctly, and you can be in the running for that much sought after one hundred dollar gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel. Terry. All right, race number five, the Amelia Park handicap over the mile. Uh, interesting race. Really looking forward to the return of. Cockney crew. Um, I, I feel for Kieran here because I would have loved to have uh, found a race where there was just no real challenger for the top and Cockney crew could have uh, had it his own way out in top. And, um, Narragin Cup. Just a, and how well, no, because he would have found it running to Saucy Jack oh, of course. in the Narragin Cup as well. Do you know where he should have gone? Well, he probably not should have gone because it's a lot longer race, but the Pinjarra Cup would have actually, might, if he was fit enough, and that's obviously a major query because um, he would have been able to leave that on his ear. Yeah. I'd suggest, but uh, Michael, first of all, speed map wise, that's funny as Cockney crew, what are we expecting to happen here? Because this is the entirety of the race for mine. It's an Uncle Lino as well. I, I don't think Uncle Lino or Greek boy, my Greek boy have got the speed. I, I don't think my Greek boy does, but geez, when was the last time Uncle Lino didn't lead? He'll, he'll be pushing forward anyway mm -hmm. is, is more my point. Whether yep. he finds the rail or not, he'll be... Uh, handlebars down. I thought Cockney Crew would lead, and that's funny as Breeze. Uh, either Breeze or uh, One One, and Uncle Lino comes around to, to the Breeze. Okay. One, one of those two options. Either way, I'd, I didn't think that's funny as would be leading, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, remains to be seen. But Cockney Crew, off that recent trial, geez, he's pretty bloody fast and with the blinkers on as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting what, because uh, I think. After he got cooked in the detonator. It was just the wrong race for him that day, especially oh, with Trapper Falls in it. it there was, was 15 horses in the race and 13 of them were leaders. I think Wrinkley settled 11th or something. Yeah, and it was just out of his weight division. And mm. it, yeah, he could have probably gone to a nicer option since then. But I've really liked his recent and, trials. And the way the race panned out too was a disaster. It really. was, it was like yeah. super high pressure. So that's the thing. I think if, if Maddie and That's Funny As, because every single one of That's Funny As' wins have been a long way above benchmark to the team. They've been really scooting along. So I reckon Maddie will be um, wanting be. the top. And surely It'll then Jade, Kieran will say to Jade, um, let it go and then pop to – I personally don't think Uncle Lionel can go with these too early. Um, that last start when it led, it was because inflation missed the kick and there was no other speed in it. But it is a horse that traditionally does go pretty quick. But I think – I think they might be willing to sit out the speed battle and park in behind them with the outside draw on the other two. But that, um, yeah, that remains to be seen. But uh, it wouldn't surprise me if, if 
Kieran's instructions to Jade are let that's funny as go and then pop to the breeze perhaps. Well, the last thing you want is Cotton and Crew to have another gut buster at the races. Like he's had so many setbacks. He's had um, interrupted preparation. Yep. He had that um, pressure cooker last start in the detonator. I'm with you. I think let, let that's funny as lead and Cotton Crew stalk or or sit outside it. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. I, I, th I think the first thought will be go forward and try mm. to lead. And if Maddie's happy sitting in the breeze and Maddie lets you have the top, then yeah, yeah. stick up top. But um, yeah, and I think the moment, if, if they do hand up really easily, I think it's race over to that's funny as just about. Um, there's no reason he shouldn't be winning again, really. Um, a little bit dirty myself for not taking... Brad's price this morning, the 350. 350. 350, yeah, yeah, a little bit dirty. I marked him three bucks just because there was that doubt about the map. And um, if he does take a city, uh, that's funny. as a completely different horse and not one I'd probably want to be on. Or if he doesn't find the rail, even the breeze, I think it's a different race. But I, I went into this looking at if they do kick up and they, they get into a war of attrition from the 600, who's going to be the one to like, be the last man standing and get past him? I thought Adornment doesn't have the match fitness. Uh, mankind's a query at the mile. Um, my Greek boy can run a cheeky race, but isn't good enough to be winning this. Uncle Ino, the same thing, uh, isn't good enough to be winning this. Mackenzie Brook doesn't have the race fitness. Friars gets too far back. Mm -hmm. If it drew a gate, it's one I'd consider because it, it races well off these 40, 50 day breaks. Um, but Bogart looks the one, but then you go back and watch Bogart's last 100 verse. That's funny as when they met a fortnight ago or 21 days ago. And Bogart just didn't take any ground off that. Yeah, funny yeah as. I thought he did. I thought he was all right. If you look at their last 200, there's a half length in it or something. Yeah, there's okay. nothing in it. I just felt he was with the speed. That's funny as when and the, and the run Bogart had him behind. He was entitled to take a little bit more off him. But yeah, but Bogart's the obvious one um, in that sense for me. And I think the winner comes from that's funny as or, or Bogart. I, jury's still out with Cockney Crew for me. Um, it'll probably be my lay of the day. And I hope I get that completely wrong because I won't be betting here. And I know uh, how good this horse is. And I know how good Kieran thinks his horse is. And um yeah, I'll actually be staying out and probably cheering for my lay of the day for uh, for Kieran's sake because um, I'd love to see the best of Cockney Crew again on the racetrack. Yeah, I'm actually going with Cockney Crew. Mm -hmm. I, I think uh, you're right. Yeah, interesting. Dion's obviously found out the the trick with that's funny as off 21 days again now four starts off 21 days for three wins so really excels off uh, off that spacing. But I still just have a bit of a query over that what. That's funny as has been doing, carrying um, those couple of wins earlier on the form. Um, it was behind pretty average races compared to what Cockney Crews contested in, in his life. And if he doesn't lead, he'll be outside. That's funny as 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 you mentioned. And you just if the real Cockney Crew shows up, last preparation, uh, obviously beat Forceful Taxigano, uh, two and a half lengths Western Temple. The previous preparation, Regal Power on nose, Regal Power two and a half lengths Platoon. Was he, spiritual I think he was warrior. scratched from a railway. He was like. He was going to go around in a railway and he was scratched. Hundreds to 15s before, hundreds yeah. to 20s before scratched. Mm -hmm. well. the, the, I think so. the vets made him scratch from yeah. memory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that recent trial I thought was electric. It's probably not as such a first up mile because 49 days between runs, he's had that 1450 trial before the 1800 meter race uh, in the detonator stake. So he's fit. He's fit. And in terms of class, I think he's got a bit of an edge on most of these rivals and he'll be on speed. So I had a Cockney crew and that's funny as. And at the current price, I'm happy to go Cockney Crew over the 260 that's funny as and I couldn't get Bogart um, anywhere near what he is I was actually going uh, a couple of the closers in Fryeresk and Mackenzie Brook I really like Mackenzie Brook as a horse I think uh, nearly one first up last campaign yeah, at 2100 she I was think, slaughtered a few uh, uh, probably about three runs in a row Montana, you know what? I'm fully aware yeah. <laughs> and the recent trial was good I think we're getting last crack at them and I think she's she's quite a nice uh, mare Mackenzie Brook even though she hasn't won since 
Edwards. I think it was the Albany Cup or something. Might have been yeah, her last Albany win, Cup, but yeah. I think her and Friar Esk will be the ones closing late. And Friar Esk, uh, he's won fresh in the past as well, but he'll obviously settle last. He's up against it. But yeah, I've got a slight knock on that's funny as to be honest at around two sixty. Yeah, it's probably uh, not mine there. Yeah, if that's funny as finds a top and rolls, um, he's just been running, just been running time and running it quickly and. There's just not much behind him. I can't have Cockney Crew taking a sit and winning. The only way Cockney Crew wins for me is leading, and I don't know if sure. Well, it'll be lead or breeze, won't it? Yeah, but he's he's even from the breeze. That's pretty hard with sixty-one and a half um, for a horse that we've still got question marks. How much he's come back? He can win trials, whatever you want to, mm. but we need to see that on race day. So I I personally price Cockney Crew ten bucks here. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm always willing to risk horses coming off these type of setbacks. He'll blow so, in the market, that's for sure. I think he might do. I think he might do. Um, but I, as I said, I, I won't be betting in this race um, at all. I should have taken the three fifty. That's funny. That's five mm. bucks Bogart double this morning. So I marked him three and four, but I wasn't. All that excited, but um, no, I'm actually going to watch this as a uh, racing fan and uh, cheer for Cockney Crew to um, to come back and uh, and show a bit. But um, yeah, there's definitely queries on that occurring for me. Yeah, hundred percent. Have to be has to be a bit of a risky proposition. Is Cockney Crew? I like you guys would love to see him back up and running because his ceiling is through the roof. He is a real talent, this fellow. And his um, ceiling is through the roof. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> I think you know what I'm saying. He is got uh, he's untapped. Mm. Basically, is what I should have said. Uh, and just so many setbacks, uh, Kieran Madonna's had, and he did look really, really fluent in that 1200 meter trial win that Michael spoke to. And at his best, he would pull these horses, these this field's pants down big time. However, I just I want to see him do it. I want to see him do it first. And if he wins without me, then too good. And I salute you, Kieran, because you've done a terrific job uh, patching this fellow back up and getting him back to the races after all the issues that he's had. So power of deduction, Terry. Yeah, that's funny. As Finding the front as he has been rolling along. Matty, I had a few queries about whether he was going to perform with Matty Derrick as well as he had been with Carleen Heffel last start. And uh, Matty was um, up to the task. Rode him to advantage. He just looks like a really tough front-running miler. The way that the, the track's going to be playing, that I expect he's just going to be really, really hard to get past. I'd love to see Cockney Crew return to his best. If he does, then he could blow them away, as I said before. And like Terry, I actually think my Greek boy can run a cheeky race from gate one. He breezed outside leaders last Saturday. I thought he fought to the line quite well. He's going to get a much, much better run, uh, I guess, leaders back, rails in run. On Saturday, drops to 54 kilos. Um, he might uh, be able to run a run a drum at, uh, at a big price, but that's funny. As I was 260, so that price, um, he's currently 240, which is below what I was looking for. Uh, however, opened up 350, as Terry mentioned before, and um, I think – Interesting to see what the market does like, especially how they quantified Cockney Crew. Michael said that he'll probably drift and he probably has to because it's hard to get a really good read on him, isn't it? So um, if that's the case, and I imagine that's funny as it would be hold steady around the 240, 250, 260 mark. But for me, that's funny as should win. I think my Greek boy might even be my Maddie later in the day. Uh, adornment, just before we move on, Adornment, we've all marked longer than Bogart, potentially maybe not Michael, but... Uh 
Uh, Touch and go. I'm just. It's odd that Pike's on adornment and oh. CJP's on. I marked them both nine dollars. Did you? Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Poor old Bogart. Mm. Old Humphrey out the door for you. Yeah, I was double figures Bogart. I, I I couldn't get him to be honest. Oh wow. Yeah. I had Bogart four bucks, so yeah. that's a major differential there. I just thought fitness wise, if they yeah. chop at each other and there's a horse that gets past them, I think Bogart's got more class than a my Greek boy. And I just thought Bogart was the one in that sense. But I think I don't Bogart has class. Hey, you think Bogart has class? Yeah, class is maybe the uh, well, more class than my Greek boy. That's like saying um, who's better at footy between me and BJ. Uh, my Greek actually... boy has won just shy of half a million dollars. Just... Yeah, yeah, but he that was a while ago. It was a while. It's ago. been a while since he's uh, since he's shown his best. So that is true. Uh, also, Kev owes me a um, a beer. He does. Heavenly Waters versus Hoi An. When we tipped yeah. it, it was fifties versus eights. So. Yeah, it was. Uh... There was no contest, really. There was no it? contest. The guru, no. The guru just sort of, yeah. Gave him the big overs <laughs> and uh, still uh, took the chockies. What beer would you be requesting if you ran into Kevin? Mm, race well, actually, I wouldn't mind a solo, actually, which yeah. leads me to race number six, oh. the solo zero handicap. Are you a solo zero man? You're a Pepsi. Well, that's a diet. What's it called? Coke, no, he's a Coke no sugar. Uh, Coke yeah, no sugar. if I was going to dabble, it'll be a, it'll be a Coke no sugar. Yeah. Not a solo? Low on fist, you can slam it down fast. I didn't even know you could do, you have do solo zero. No. Couldn't, couldn't imagine it'd be too nice. It's a rarity you have one, so if you're going to do it, do it properly, isn't it? Go yeah, you've got to get, you get the wide rim mm. can as well and really just oh, get right Real thirst quencher. Yeah. You don't need two sips, do you? <laughs> uh, interesting race here, guys, over the 1,200 metres. Uh, I think most people and the market have narrowed this down to uh, to three chances in some sort who should find the top shades going on. Absolute, who gets pikey on, and that type of horse, it's plus two lengths in Instantly, an angelic miss who might have the highest ceiling of this lot. Through the roof. Um, <laughs> three inches. Her ceiling is sky high. Uh, Michael, could you look any further than those three or is the winner in there? Some sort for mine was a terrific return and actually stayed straight as well last start, which yes. is a bit different for him. Interesting move with the blinkers going on. I wasn't expecting that for a horse like that who travels quite good himself, but... If that can buy did, him. Did a trial with blinkers on? I'm trial sure like winks with the shades on. And yeah. then, uh, we actually ran into Adam we did, um, yeah. at the track a couple of weeks ago. And he said, um, yeah, just first up 1,200, 1,900, 1,900, 59 kilos. Thought it would be um, uh, a bit much, get him a bit fired up for uh, that type of assignment. So I'd say now that the fitness is up. Edge um, off him a little bit. Yeah, I think this is the uh, sort of the, the grand final crack with some sort in that sense. Yeah, ran really well first up, and that was a really hot sectional race as well. And he's a winner at four of 11 starts. He's well-placed in this company, and I thought we'd be able to find the lead in front, but there is a fair bit of speed engaged, but I still think he'll be able to lead them up, and uh, I think he's a pretty good bet some sort. Mm. From there, I actually had a, uh, this race narrowed in two. I had some sort 3.30, absolute 4.80, and upwards the rest. Angel uh, Angelic miss. Couldn't get it. Oh, Michael. The recent trial was uh, only fair, I thought. That's, and that's the one knock I had too. But I went back to I her recent, to her recent trials. Uh, she's never really trialed Dynamite, even when she won. But she won, I think, first up in a maiden last preparation. But she's now in a 66 plus. She's uh, obviously the ceiling and the progressiveness there. But just that sort of get back style runner, a class one winner, kilo and a half outside the handicap. Uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't have her for, for for my type of ratings. We say a kilo and a half outside the handicap. We said the six starts, two wins, uh, two times she was a good thing. Beat beaten. playing one in a class one. 
Beat playing red in a class one, playing red. I reckon that's the worst form. It's had deep the trip that day as well. Actually, she did, but she's around second to Salaya. Um, their only failure was over the 1400, and she had excuses that day and perhaps didn't run out a strong 1400 meters. Um, yeah, I think there's pretty big. Where'd she get? How far back did she get? That's the issue. Yeah, that's the issue. I'm with you. I'm with some sort. Um, yeah. Shades going on easterly. I think she runs along out in front. Uh, he runs along out in front. Sorry. Um, my the big thing I look at, and I'm this. I, I mark some sort of three bucks, so three thirties, just a bet for me. Um, but some sort has earned the weight, while also like absolute and um, and Angelic Miss have probably yet to earn that weight. So I have a lot of respect for those two. If they can be close enough to some sort, I think they can impact late. But um, yeah, it looks a cracking race between the three. But um, yeah, with the easterly in play, blinkers going on. I'm, I'm with you. Absolutely second half. Absolutely, absolutely flying as well. Comes out mm. of the same races. Some sort drawn the fence. Pike gets Pike as well. Three back the fence. Strong tempo up front. Yeah, I already thought it was a race in two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, some sort, second up. All, all you guys have, have uh, covered it comprehensively. Second up, Blinkers On has won three out of, I think, three of his four wins have been with Jade McNaught in the saddle. Rides him well. I, I like what Michael said. He actually went straight, which has been a real issue for him in previous campaigns. Hugged the rail and was really, really good. Got gunned down late by a pretty smart one, informed race fit, Amasinus. So fitter, second up, Adam Durant. Straight to the front, some sort, and it will take a pretty decent conveyance to run him down. And I'm with Terry. The biggest danger for mine is Simon A. Miller's angelic miss. I think if some sort is going to lead and kick, there's only one horse in the race that's going to be able to run him down, and it's angelic miss. I think Absolute's definitely capable of um, running him down with, with Pikey on as well, but um, it really does look a race in three. Um, do you think? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It looks mine. like such a nice map for some sort because it's drawn underneath the potential speed. I mean, Glasgow Girl, they'll probably just try and pop to the breeze. There's no reason they'll change try and change a winning formula, but you'd think uh, he'll be able to shake off Glasgow Girl, and from there you're talking horses like Xcaro, Bozoom, Klondike Kenny, perhaps Moulton with Christian might go yep. forward. Three day. It should, yeah, it should just, he should uh, get his own way in front here, some sort. And it's just I was about pretty short, some sort, actually. I just brought my market up, just mm -hmm. having a few internet problems before. 275 I was, some sort. Oh, yeah. yeah. I am $3 in a 93%. Of 330. Yeah. In a 93% market. Okay. So. Um, yeah, look, I, I think with the easterly in play, if, if it does show signs of playing on pace early, um, he'll be very well supported. Six lengths faster than average. Amasena's just yeah. win the other day as well. It was a pretty good run, some sort, first up. Yeah, huge. Yeah. So I think we're a clean sweep across the board, yeah, some sort? Some yeah. sort. All righty. Race number seven of the day is the Marjorie Charleston Classic, over 1,200 metres. Marjorie was a real trailblazer for WA Racing back in the Halcyon days, and uh, I think she passed away um, a few months back. And uh, so she's... Uh, Remembered fondly uh, throughout the industry, and she has a race named in her honour. And a uh, nice little field of uh, fillies and mares assembled. Of course, all eyes will be on the uh, star, star filly, star three-year-old for the clairvoyance, and just to see whether she can bounce back after a shock defeat, first up defeat last Saturday at the hands of Riverbow. Terry, what did you make of the clairvoyance performance last Saturday where she was Beaten fair and square, and um, do you envisage how much improvement do you envisage off that run, stepping up into this twelve hundred meter event? 
Uh, she'll win this, mm. but um, I think the bubble burst last week to some degree. Don't get me wrong; like it was still a really good effort. Uh, it rated well, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But um, just what we were talking and what we wanted her to do, she shouldn't be losing, even from the breeze, especially with the horse sitting three. The two don't and don't. It was a good run. I'm not saying it wasn't a good run, but we're talking group ones. We're talking like going and winning this and that. I. Unless she was really short of fitness and it's been a bit of a stable error or something of that nature, um, she shouldn't have been losing if she's going to be winning group ones. Yeah, not much more to add than that. I think Riverbow's a really good horse. I've been mm -hmm. saying that for, for quite a while. I thought he was probably more a uh, summer scorcher, Crawford, Bowfine type of horse and he's he's had a breakthrough preparation this time in. But sitting three deep outside Clairvoyance and beating her, uh, yeah, she was. You, you can't deny the fact she was disappointing. She was a dollar forty. Any dollar forty pop that has that run and gets beaten is going to be disappointing. But it was still a nice enough effort. But I guess the biggest thing is just going through ratings and figures. She has scope for improvement by a couple of lengths, and I think in this race she'll be leading. Uh, and she's well weighted, especially under the set weights and penalties conditions. She's gets, weighted, gets in she? minimum, yeah. and she's the third highest rated horse in the race, and she's the bottom weight. So. Uh, she's pitched in here. Should be able to find the front natural fitness fitness benefit off the off the quick backup. You would expect her to be leading uh, and winning. But in saying that, uh, I wouldn't be touching her red figures. I um just something just come to my mind, Michael, regarding you. It's before I'd uh, ever really had a, a chat to you. I was talking to the Pierces. Uh, this is a don't fuss question, just about placing a horse and getting it right. They were looking at pushing forward to a 12, 1400 meter race, and you convinced them to go back to the thousand in the new season sprint. Do you remember? A couple that? of years ago, don't couple fast, of years yeah. ago, and I always yeah. remembered that thinking, wow, I would have gone up to the 14, would have gone to the 14, nearly won the race. And um, I don't know why that all just came to my mind. All of his, from memory, all of his best runs had been yeah. at a cracking tempo. Yeah. And he was a little bit disappointing when the tempo was steadier. So I just said, go back to the thousand meters where they run faster. And he, he, um, he had a really good. Campaign. Admittedly, he's probably hit his mark a bit, but yeah, he, he, he's thing, a yeah. winter horse. He's actually back in working now, and mm -hmm. I think he'll win a, a 72 or a 78 plus this prep at yeah. Belmont. I don't when, know why that just came to my mind. When are we back at Belmont? Uh, Mid-May, is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but in terms mid, mid to late May, I think. Outside of clairvoyance, uh, Platinum Bullet looks the logical danger. Uh, she's absolutely flying at the moment. Uh, Platinum I reckon Bullet. she'll go off seven days. I think she'll go fine. Mm -hmm. uh, she, she maps lovely. Pike uh, sticks as well. You'd and meet on the on the same weight terms as last start. So it looks hard to defeat Clairvoyance, but she looks a logical danger. I couldn't uh, map Watch Me Dance anywhere bar last in this race or mm -hmm. three deep if they tried to get into a spot. But you'd be better adept at answering that question for her, BJ. One one mate. You, you're jamming her in. Yeah. Just loves jamming him in, doesn't he? <laughs> Gee whiz. Hey, Nucky's just going to come across and land in the one one. Yeah, do yeah. as well. Anyway, that's uh, that might be the watch for the race to make. Back to twelve hundred meters, one one, jamming her in. Gee whiz. Yeah, he's a yeah. She showed good good gate speed seven days ago, but um, yeah, it depends what you're trying to do. You're trying yeah. to win it. You're trying to just go back to last and run on into third or something. But uh, this market's bang. Well, I think if they if they're trying to win, they got to be positive early. So come out. If they're trying look, to win. They should scratch and go to next week. Come right? out. Uh, come out Claire, Claire, uh, with Clairvoyance and Ladies of London who are both drawn to her outside. Slot in behind. Yeah, slot in behind them. Yeah. Blank Just come, come across with them. It looks a real gift speed, Matt, wise. Ladies of London will breeze Blank and Verge on Clairvoyance's back. So there's two sort of midweek 
animals that are going to breeze and yeah. be on her back and she should be able to shake them off and hold out Platinum Bullet pretty comfortably. So, yeah, um, yeah $1.62 in a 95% market was my clairvoyance price, so not a bet for me. But um, what about you guys? I know that uh, she's going to be conceding probably a big field position to most of her rivals, but Cryptic Love is at a double-figure chance, is she? She's cool. a... I yeah. See, I was I was probably a little bit sensational. I was a little bit harsher on Cryptic Love just because I was nine dollars Cryptic Love. Yeah, she has mm. to be in single figures. Mm. She's a ninety three rater. The average rating in this race is seventy four. She gets in three and a half kilos above the minimum, and you and she's got the best form in the race probably. Dig deep form. It's just where she gets to. Uh, back to the twelve hundred. One out, three back, or something like that. It's going to be an awkward spot. Yeah, she just doesn't jump. Uh, she always puts herself. It's just it's just chasing down clairvoyance from there, and also probably giving Platinum Bullet a head start. All the well. speed horses get gassed, and there's something finishing yep. late. I can't really see Cryptic Love missing a place anyhow and mm. uh, and I was very surprised just having a look at this market now $15 275 Hey, one, two, three. Oh, he's excited I like this mm. bit of enthusiasm <laughs> uh, what price are we clairvoyance Les? I was $1.90 okay. uh, so yeah I wouldn't interest me into, unless there were black figures one, yeah. 165 clairvoyance yeah I'll be um, starting the car if it's two bucks mm. Claire, so I, to be honest, I hope it doesn't get there. <laughs> it's been a funny old period for the Darren McAuliffe impressive racing yard, isn't it? They've um, well, there's clearly an issue of a virus or something along, boy, along those lines. Yeah, it's been public publicly acknowledged that the there was a Salaya. virus that took out Salaya, um, Montalina, the big show they ran like last and second last in the Southwest Cup. It's Reverse been Cornella. it's been hard to um, hard for the uh, impressive racing yard to put their best. The inflation, or, hyperspace, um, yeah. censure. There's a few horses that have run last, uh, all pretty much runners in a row. So, and, and from what I heard on the radio recently, that they've got a pretty ambitious program for clairvoyance. So maybe she just wasn't tuned up first, completely first up. They're looking at um, Roma Cups, Belmont Sprints, Hyperions. They want to step, stretch her out to a mile. So they're still a way away yet. So the um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm expecting after all her setbacks, I've taken a softly, softly approach with clairvoyance, had that 400-meter breeze-up trial, significantly vulnerable first up, got exposed by a pretty sharp race fit uh, inform horse like Riverbow, comes forward off that, bounces quickly over the 1,200 meters, finds the rail in front, and I think she'll uh, run them off their feet. Far too good. Could be a gap job, clairvoyance. Yep, could be a gap job. Agree. Race number eight, the feature race of the day, the WATC Derby. $1.50 clairvoyance, $1.40 Western Empire. You had to have your new house on one of the two, Michael. Which would it be? Well, it would be clairvoyance, but then I'm looking at this and I've actually got Western Empire shorter than when I priced yeah, clairvoyance. So that's interesting. I've had uh, Western Empire $1.75. Speaking of the prices as well, BJ, it will be integral as this race is the uh, giveaway for this week's TRL launch party uh, for the Betfair margin. Do you want to explain it a little bit better than I just did, which was very poor? Yeah. So last week, of course, we did our first uh, giveaway for the Black Arts, Kappa. WA Black Arts launch party, which was won by Riley Capararo. Uh, two tickets to the launch party. He... So we asked people to select the winner of the Karakata Play and a Betfair starting prize, which uh, Riley was um, nearest the pin. So on this week's edition of the 1-1, if you want to win two tickets to the Black Art, WA Black Arts launch party at Ascot in the Director's Lounge on Saturday, 
April 17, that is WSR's Produce Stakes Day. This is what we need from you. So we need you, uh, our listeners, to send through who you think is going to win the WATC Derby on Saturday, as well as a Betfair starting price. So I'll throw to Michael, if you were entering this competition, you said Western Empire, what would your Betfair starting price be, do you think? Prediction. Uh Dollar $40. $1.40. All right. So I imagine that Western Empire is going to be a pretty popular selection in our uh, Get Ready for the Launch TRL competition. Make uh, sure you get your two decimal points in. Yes, it's going to be vital. And, of course, remembering the sound white rule crosses over into this competition as well. So it has um, to be the first person. Please. Exactly. So keep that in mind, punters. So hit us up at, on Twitter at the 1-1-Pod. Get your entry in. You can uh, slot into that launch party. WA Blackouts. Get What's around. yours? Uh, I would say uh, Western Empire, a dollar. 38. Hollyoke, 4765. <laughs> that's unders, eh? Hey? Unders? Oh, I don't know. That's the that's the, the query. That's the query. Uh, that's the query. But uh anyway, the barrier draw for this race, guys, has um has really made it slightly interesting, I feel. Uh, I don't think anything can go around, should be going around a dollar thirty-five. Not anything, but I don't think this horse should be going around at a dollar thirty, dollar thirty-five um from ten. Uh he, he jumps really nicely. So Pike's gonna have to make a decision very early to push forward, look for a spot in the first six or uh restrain, go back to last, which would probably make more sense, you'd think. Um to avoid to avoid being caught deep, um, but speed map wise, well, what are you thinking will happen early, BJ? This is what I would like to see happen. I'd like to see Joseph as a party, handlebars down, attack, find the front on Outback Jack, cross Lunar Impact, take up the running, and I imagine with Western Empire, William Pike will be riding patiently, conservatively, go back and look to um, another Cockney crew, Regal Power. Yeah, exactly. Essentially, well, yeah. I think BJ's bang on there. They yeah. should. It's very. It will be. Impossible for Outback Jack to breeze and win, yep. but Outback Jack over the first 100 will be significantly quicker than Lunar Impact if they want it. Um, I think you'll find Lunar They've Impact. They've got to want it. They have, they have to, to want, want it. it. If they come out and just say, oh, we're in the breeze because Lunar Impact's drawn well, underneath us. Good luck. Um, you probably won't even run a place. No, yeah. exactly right. It's going to be very difficult from there. But if they find the top and roll along, yeah, I think Michael hit that uh, the nail on the head. We could see a very similar setup to there because uh, Outback Jack was uh, was huge um, last time out in the Mel Vista. Uh, Lunar Impact will pop off the fence and come to the breeze. There's no way they'll be sitting and doing anything patient with Lunar Impact. But um, we might see a semi truly run race here mm. as well which should suit western empire but the big thing i wanted to ask you guys and discuss with you guys is what we're going to see here is outback jack and lunar impact we both agree they're going well they're going to give good kicks and that's going to be a nice strong moving line all right so we're going to see horses like reliable star but you can put a line through her last run Hollyoak from barrier two and temptation from six they should all come across and get pretty nice runs behind two relatively strong leaders western empire goes right out the back and finds the back of horses like flash g caddy fear the wind um, horses who may not necessarily bring him into the race, it could be super interesting if that inside plaid's playing really nicely and he has to circle them and make a really long sustained run while those couple of horses get really softies in behind strong leaders who take them into the race. So that's how I see this race um, potentially being a bit more interesting than the market suggests. Yeah, he's not past the post, that's for sure. I think Temptation should get a lovely run, probably 1-1. One, one. Mm. I think we can jam her in there, BJ. Yep. Do you reckon they'll show, oh, I really, really hope they show the aggression to um to take that spot because I, yeah. I reckon it looks wide open for her if she wants it. Yeah, there was a couple of funny, not necessarily funny rides in the Oaks, but I reckon they, a couple of riders would like their time over again. If I had my time again. Uh, 
Brave Angel and probably Temptation probably ended both ended up a pair further back than Perfect. I would have thought, um, but that was probably. It's hard going to the 2400, isn't it? Because you don't want to overuse them at their first try at that distance. You're always looking for cover. And then you get a couple of roadblocks come across, like uh, I think it was Reciting and There's a Chance who landed third, fourth respectively. And they sort of just, just held that spot and they never really sort of crept into the race like they were supposed to. So it um, made the runs of Temptation and Brave Angel better than perhaps they look. So, um, yeah. I actually had Temptation second. Yeah. And I had Outback Jack third. Um, me too. I'm yeah. the same. The yeah. market yeah. has Outback Jack clear second and up with double figures the rest. But Temptation, I thought that was a good effort. First start at 2,400 metres. She's flying at the moment. Dan Morton, obviously one of the best uh, grand final trainers in the state. And Chris Parnham, if he can get one out, one back and – uh, I think it'll be wait. The, the plan here will be wait, 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 wait. Ideally, yep. not get out until straightening. She might have a little 300 meter sprint. Um, that might be her go. Obviously, you had to sustain one for about 650 meters last start when Reliable Star was going backwards. Yeah. Um, but that will be interesting if if they try and be really patient until they take off with her. And um, she well, might she she be able to match she either, turn she either for a couple of hundred. She either doesn't stay though. Or she just needed that run to bring her bring her forward into yep. this twenty five hundred because that was that was she was three wide for the last mile basically when she tacked on to Reliable Star and then she as Terry said she had to press the button and make it and have it go and actually hit the front I thought yeah. um, good half length and um, peaked on a run late I wouldn't be surprised to do to see Pike uh, do the old straight out the back to the fence trick if horses. Like Outback Jack drawn five, Temptation drawn six, they'll be positive enough. Uh, Brave Angels nine goes back, Fear the Wind eight goes back, Flash Ducati back on midfield. Uh, Pike's drawn the outside of those. He could just anchor like he usually does, duck straight to the fence and end back, end up maybe fall back the fence or something and let all those slow ones drop off. Drop off yeah. through the middle stages of the race, get off and bang. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I think. Clearly, as the market suggests, and we're all well aware, Western Empire's won the Piper, he's won the Roberts, he's won the Mel Vista, the Piper and the Roberts. Makes them three kilos better as well yeah, for the boys the from last start. Piper and the Mel Vista were both really high rating races, very fast races, courtesy of some strong tempo. They slacked off a bit in the Mel Vista the other day. That was a bit of a walk and dash home. Pikey allowed Western Empire to, um, just to uh, uh, cruise to the line. I thought he was only in second or third gear late in that, that, that race. So I think the margin flooded. Outback Jack, I can see Western Empire just being ridden like the best horse in the race, circle them and be far too good for them in a similar vein, probably not the same margin, but in a similar fashion to the way Pikey rode Tuscan Queen last year. Just keep them out of trouble, working into the race with momentum, stamina and class will shine through late and should be able to put a couple what, of panels of fence in it. What price am I? Mm. He won't. Because I think we all, everyone, we all think Western Empire will probably $1. win the race. $1. fifty. Yeah, they, yeah, we all think Western Empire will probably win the race and we all think that it should get done. But from Barrier 10, that things can go wrong and yeah. tasks can be set. With I'll, I'll be back right. in Temptation as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I went back, sorry, as well. I won't be backing Western Empire $1.50, yeah. but I'll be back in Temptation. I thought I'm with Michael and you, Terry. I had her clear second pick <laughs> but, um, ahead of Outback Jack. Yes, temptation seven eighty for me. Hollyoak sixteen bucks. Uh, I thought Hollyoak. Uh, we'll just forget it because it's probably not as fashionable as temptation with a purchase price. 
But this is an all-American filly who was a mile up to 2,400. The two efforts with CJP and the saddle have been huge. Um, hasn't drawn a gate. If you go back to Hollyoaks two-year-old days, she was leading or landing first couple. So she can jump out the lids. I don't see any reason she can't land leaders back here. Whether that's out of her comfort zone and she can't let down as well, um, she's just one that's going to get this forget forgotten soft run from an inside gate. I'm yet to have a scent on her. Uh, I backed her for the place, actually. She was double figures for the place a fair while. You hop it off later in Impact, eh? I, with Outback Jack in the race, I think they'll chop at each other. I don't think Lunar Impact's an impossibility, mm-hmm. um, but I just think Holyoke will, will trade 50, 60 to 1 um, on the exchange each way. Uh, very happy having something on there. Um, I just think because she's a little bit unfashionable, her last ever, she ran the quickest last two in the Oaks after getting caught in that line you mentioned that there's mm-hmm. a thought line where everything was getting shuffled back. Um, she should only have a more solid grounding. She'll land closer. If she handles the landing closer aspect with a, a form jockey on, um, yeah, she could be the real blowout runner here. So uh, it'll be Holly Oak each way and I'll be backing Temptation. I think you can back Temptation win only. Now the 220 a place doesn't represent value, but the 10, 11, 12 bucks around does represent a little bit of value because if she gets a cuddled up run and does stay, she can win. But if she doesn't stay, I think some of these other tougher runners will probably beat her into a hole. Especially if there's a genuine tempo, might just bust her up as well. So that's an occasion where I don't, I'll be back in Holyoke each way. Mm -hmm. Um, It'll be this, this, the racing total will be sort of Holyoke each way main bet. Temptation win. I've already backed Temptation at the yeah. earlier prices. Temptation win, and I won't be losing on Reliable Star, but it'll be 30 to 1, so I won't need to have much on. Like, that'll yeah. just be a very small save. But I am expecting the, West uh, Empire to be the, very hard to beat. The Brett Pope bromance just continues to oh. blossom. You and uh, Brett well, requisition. We should be three from three because she's enchanted. was in, still, in my mind, a good thing licked. Mm. Um, so my last three Brett Popers should have got up. But uh, look, at these prices, we don't need much on, do we? No, we do not. Uh, final word on the WTC derby, Michael Heaton. Uh, well, West Empire, not a betting proposition, but should win. Temptation, the value. Yeah. So for me, I'm thinking that uh, Western Empire, again, not a betting proposition, leaning towards one of the fillies, either Temptation and Brave Angel as the two horses that I'll probably look to have a bet on. Both of them are coming up over my prices. Holy Oak each way. Won't be losing Temptation or Reliable Star. The WTC Derby for 2000, Derby, 2021. Uh, fascinating watch. Let's see what the wizard can do aboard this uh, odds on pop. Terry, uh, what is it time for? What is it time for, Michael? Get out stakes, I think. Yeah. See, this is this is this is what this is this is it, isn't it? Like, did you listen to Kieran Evans last week? No, Very didn't funny. catch that. Very funny. He had, he had some dramas. <laughs> What's the time? Uh, what of the race or now? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was very good. Uh, so, yes, it is Get Out Stakes time. That's S-T-E-A-K-S, um, the extremely popular Get Out Stakes, brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canavale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs the show. No doubt he'll be up and about if Featherweight can win for him and his uh, team of owners on Saturday. Drop in, swing past, say good day to Timmy. There's a heap of good stuff on offer there at Market City Meats. So his team, uh, Timmy and his team, will take the best of care for you. So congratulations to episode 70 winner. The GOAT. Hey, how's this? He's done it again. Nathan Lyon. The GOAT. Sean Nichols. He was written off. Everyone was wondering where he'd got to. Hadn't been sighted uh, when it came to the get-out stakes for months and months and months, and he's just re-emerged. From the shadows on uh, on Saturday, he's gone bang, picked up another victory. Yeah, I think that's his fifth K 
get out stakes victory for the goat. Sean I Nichols. saw him at a um, recent uh, a recent first birthday party, and he was looking just just a little bit malnourished, gaunt. So it's a little bit gaunt. Was his iron? Did he look iron deficient? He did look iron deficient, Michael. So it's uh, yeah, I'm really happy for for himself and the family to um, be able to uh, to stock did, up. Did he did he say anything about where he'd been? Like he just, has he been entering? Yeah, he's yeah, turned vegetarian. The yeah, ball bloke. I don't know. I think he just wanted to give everyone a chance. Yeah, know? I think he's, he's, a, he's, guilty. A, he's a very nice man. Sure. Yeah, he's an absolutely cracking man. So I think he just liked to share the love around. I think so. he was feeling a bit guilty of uh, just cleaning up week after week. So I reckon he'll be our first ten timer. Yeah, <laughs> might take another 50, 60 episodes. Yeah, we might have to do it on a on a board. Actually, mm. I might have to get into that. But yeah, Sean Nichols will be well and truly head and shoulders above the rest. He uh, last race specialist. He is, and he uh, he nailed that tycoon storm margin last Saturday. So. So on this week's edition of the 1-1, if you would like to be in the running for that gourmet beef package from Market City Meats, send us a tweet at the 1-1 pod, who you think will win race nine on Derby Day and uh, a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred, remembering the Sam White rule, of course, Guru. First past the post. First in best dressed. So our guest, Michael Heaton, He's done some uh, intensive form study and he is going to get us out of a jam perhaps in race nine, the get out stakes. What do you got for us, Michael? Not much. Genuine. I thought the way you were shuffling the papers. So I thought he had a special coming. I thought, yeah. hey, what have we got here? I was just think he's got one for getting us. the new uh, getting the new race up. Yeah, I thought he. I thought he was motioning that. Yeah, he was, like, you know, he was ready to deliver. He's going to declare well, one. At a yeah, price. There is one that I can't map, but I think it's a silly price in the race. Uh, position of power. Mm. The the top race here. Can't map him, but I just think he profiles really well for this race. 74 plus two starts ago, excellent dream. Uh, under four lengths, last start, 78 plus 1400. Tycoon Storm, watch me dance form, two and a half lengths. Now drops uh, from a 66 to a, uh, sorry, from a 78 to a 66 and backs up off seven days. Do you know his last win? Who he beat in his last win? Uh, dig deep. Dig deep. Yeah, 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 track. Have you yeah. seen that photo of the two? Dickhead standing that, out in the um, yeah you and Pete meet and yeah, Pete, yeah, yeah. Pistol Pete. I Anthony, remember the vision so. of that. You could hardly see the horses. It was that mm. dark and that that wet. Yeah, I think we loomed as the winner. That's we right. Were coming back from a long injury, second half, yeah. and we just um, peaked That's on our right. run a little bit. But uh, yes, good form lines, Mike. His last uh, ten starts have been in high grade. Then this gets him with 58 after the claim. And you look to his last preparation, dig deep form, Luke's gold form, Serenity Bay form. I just think it's a lot better than. What he bumps into here, obviously not a good thing. He's a $15 pot, but I just thought that was a silly price. So mm. for mine, he'll be my bet and tip in the race. Harrow and Christie, good combination. Yes, they're, they're going really well. And in terms of a map, I think Bruce Almighty and Tommy Blue would both be positive. Bruce Almighty loves uh, the seven-day spin. Tommy Blue racing well. Bit of a query at the 1,400 metres, though, I would have thought. But uh, position of power will be getting some of mine. Tez? Yeah, I, I think position of power is a good thing. Just about here, Michael. Um, everything you just said, if you read my notes, it's, it's position of power is good. And this is what my notes say. It's basically identical. Uh, good in a 78-plus company a week ago. Never happy in the run. Finished only 2.5. Tycoon Storm, significantly better form. All good draw. There was rolled forward from these gates in the past and breeze slash tucked in with success. Last 10 have been in 72 or 78 pluses. Only carries 58 here in a 66-plus. Needs luck from the gate, but should be mm. peaking third up. Pet distance only once. Off a seven-day break, Michael ran uh, second to Serenity Bay with Chrissy Graham in the saddle. That is very, very good form. Um, I simply just, like, 
Yeah, people are going to find Creator, I think. Um, well, people, Creator looks the one, but that winning drought always winning winning drought penalties. stable yeah. out of stable out of form. Um, could end up three back the fence. Bruce Almighty put in a shocker last week. Tommy Tommy Blue Pikes jumped ship for the Peters runner and. And I think Tommy Blue, um, that thrilled form hasn't really held up, but but Brad's obviously a really good um, good replacement for Pikey. Downforce mapped horribly, point taken. Gets the bar shoes, loses Lacta. Dark mission. Um, we'll probably get some support with the blinkers on, but I thought he had his chance. I thought he's had his chance just too many times. So he can win without me. Just Jason's it's the only horse I want to be on here is position to power. Yeah, Dark Mission had no chance. Yes, uh, last start, settled last or near last in that I really slow run still race. In, still entitled to do it. So little, slow, seven lengths slower yeah, than average the first bits. Far, some of the fastest last splits. Yeah. Linker's first time, and that's the stable grounds and line of Williams. When the headgear goes on, they invariably win, and Pike is stuck as well. So I'm expecting a bit of a spike from her. But, so, so am I. But it's still, I couldn't. Uh, Last chance, Salon. I reckon she wins. Salon? Is that a word? Salon. <laughs> Last, last chance to lose. Chick a short. I'm just having a look at this market now. $3.50. Uh, yeah. I, 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 uh, I like Dark Mission. This, I, I feel as though she's been um, desperately unlucky on occasions, wide gates, um, been getting back unsuited patterns. I don't think there should be any excuses from gate four with 55 kgs and the blinkers on for the wizard on Saturday. If you watch the replay, she was actually first horse out of the gates, just about. Last start, I had to snag from 12, ended up last on a day, in a slowly run race, in a day where you needed to be close. I thought her run was actually really, really strong under the circumstances. Prior to that, unsuited against the, at the pattern um, on Bunbury Cup Day. And prior to that was um, in that bumping duel with Amasinas, where they were both going for the same run in that 1100 meter race one by Q Belling. Dark mission. Pike can let her jump evenly, watch the race unfold from hopefully a midfield running position, hooking out, getting last crack at him. I agree with Terry. Last chance. If she's going to win one, it's going to be on Saturday. And I reckon this is a sweet setup for Dark Mission. Yep, definitely a sweet setup. Um, she'll be racing for a different stable in 12 months time, I reckon. She'll be a dispersal horse. But this isn't that deep, so it doesn't make sense. No, that was... She can win this and still be racing for another stable in 12 months. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I actually... What, what price have you done? Are you surprised that you're seeing seven bucks pike in the last for a horse you're tipping? Yeah. yeah. Well, Is that no, backable for you? I was I was four... I was 450. Yep. So, yeah, definitely. I'll definitely be having something on. Mm-hmm. Uh Again, by this stage, we'll, we'll have a lot more data, a lot more information about how the track is going and whether and how that's impacting the, the, the jockey's room. And um, position of power was a horse I was sort of floating about. But as Michael said in his intro, I couldn't, couldn't map him. I'd love to see them go forward on position of power. Um, and lead up the three wide line. Especially at that price. <laughs> Big chance that happens, isn't but, it? Um, yeah, but I couldn't, couldn't map it. So I, I thought this is... Um, Nice little weight drop. We'll we'll settle closer from the draw. Blinkers go on. It ticked a lot of boxes for me. With Pike in the last as well. I expect it to be to firm a bit from its current quote. It'll be a whatever wins will be a price anyway. I think. What price your position to power? I'm a bit embarrassed to say now. I was five dollar fifty favorite. Oh. Five dollar eighty favorite in a ninety five percent market. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. So what about the index I, um, cards? So 
Uh, oh, it depends how you read them. Yeah. I think this race really depends how you read them. So I, I know with position of power, we're going to need luck. If you're a gate, I probably would have had it 350, to be honest. Yeah, with exactly. I would have yeah. Had it Speaking really. of index cards, before we forget, mm. uh, big launch this Saturday at Ascot Racecourse, McCormick and Son bookmaking kicking off. That's 1-1 one, one regular, Pete McCormick and Son Scott McCormick, who are uh, who have both been guests on this uh, podcast in the past, they will be kicking off their new bookmaking operation at Ascot this Saturday, Terry. Oh, I'm very excited about that. Um, Scotty and Pete, the uh, the duo. Scotty has been chiming in on uh, Twitter recently with a couple well, of them. Doesn't mind that. We've got to, I've got to give him a little. We've got to have a little stitch over here. But Scotty, the little post race crow, doesn't doesn't mind a little post racer, does he, <laughs> Scotty? At times, so. Um, but I'll tell you what, if he's back in some of those, he's gonna. there's going to be some prices available um, for some of the favourites. I know Pete uh, is always willing to lay a favourite, and I think Scotty might be the same. So I reckon if you get a chance to go up to him at the races, say you're a 1-1 listener, I'm yeah. sure they'll add a point to whatever price you're taking. Yeah. McCormick and Son. McCormick and Son. Good, good ring to it, isn't it? McCormick and Son. Should be McCormick, McCormick and Father just about, shouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. So who's backing more? I'll tell you what I don't mind. Beef Easter eggs. <laughs> They're going down an absolute treat. I thought my kids could eat Easter eggs, and then Michael this is an absolute, them off the This pot. is a clinic. Yeah. This is an absolute clinic of eating. <laughs> Deary me. It's been an exhibition. Bowl, num- bowl number two is about to come <laughs> Not out. Not bad for you. <laughs> so, uh, yes. Uh, so, good luck to uh, Pete and Scotty McCormick and uh, their new uh, uh, family-run operation, kicking off at Ascot this Saturday. But getting back to the get-out stakes, race nine at Ascot on Saturday, the boys are um, hovering around position of power. It is a tricky race. I mean, if downforce, I mean, uh, Stevie's sort of still trying to work his way back into into form, isn't he, at the moment? Stevie Parnham, downforce from 11, was three wide, no cover, and just kept coming like uh, like crazy. It's uh, flying good, downforce. Crazy good performance the other day. But Should be better off the shorter break as well. Yeah, but where, does it, the map. where does it get to from there? I thought point Stone taken. Motherless. Point taken was a huge run. Uh, first up, it's got bar plates on and has drawn eight. So, and I mean, if you give it. She can still win, I think. Yeah, yeah. If, you're given a, if you're making a case for uh, some sort. Earlier in the day, then you, then creators got to be in the mix, and that's that Armasinus forms littered yeah. throughout the entire program. So that's why creators as short as he is. So uh, yeah, good race. Before I, I like Dark Mission, but before I finish up, what can you tell the listeners about Helmsgate, one of your favourite uh, out of out of provincial horses? <laughs> tell you what, one thing I can tell you is when you're doing your speed maps, Helmsgate does not jump well, okay. musters to the top. So really sticky if Brad um, and Chris on Bruce Almighty and Tommy Blue show some aggression early. Um, Helmsgate might become a roadblock for those with cover in behind them. It'll be interesting if Maddie can bustle through and and find the top. But um, I'm hoping if she does do that and um, goes a bit mad and the other two are coming across, it could be that little bit of separation for Christy or to snag in. Either that or just Christy, actually, they jumped first. Uh, position of power jumped uh, in front last week. So if Christy just says, Buggy, I think I'm the best horse in the race, which I believe um, he is, um, and just says, I'm going to try and work my way to the breeze or even lead up a three-wide line, it's not always the end of the um, end of the world for the last in the day leading up a three wide line because the inside tracks have been uh, fairly well worn. So um, yeah, and if the rails hot early and easterlies, there'll be a few jockeys that might be keen to get to the front. Sometimes you can see the old reverse pattern yeah, and the true. horse like El Magico, who's led before as well, might yeah. kick up, and you might have a couple of other horses caught, uh, inject a bit more tempo into the race. Yep, exactly right. So let's just uh, put our trust in, a, in a, an apprentice I've got a lot of time for in Christy Bennett. Position of power for the guru? 
Very Kane. Gun to head, Michael Heaton. Position of power. Okay, and I'm going for Dark Mission, last chance saloon for uh, Dark Mission as uh, Terry uh, coined earlier in the preview. So Very happy he's got it. Equal favourite too. Or oh, I got him outright favourite as well, position yeah. of power. So yeah, just added just sent another text out to say, can you get a bit more really have a crack here. Very good. I won't get matched on it now on my BSP. It'll start too short. <laughs> Blame the guru. Blame the guru. Okay, guys, it's time for our Bet Their Best betting proposition of the day. Let's kick things off with Michael Heaton. Who's your best, mate? Best bets, race one, city circle, Chris Parnham. Uh best each way. Are we, are we going all the way through or just? Um, the, well, yeah, well, wait, right? Mix it up. What, mix it up. What, okay. Mix it up. What's, well, your, what's your maddie? What's well, your my maddie? best each way is position of power. I'm not going to throw it as a maddie, only $15, but I think it's a genuine chance, not a mad not a mad chance. So in terms of a maddie over 20 to 1, I think either my Demi or Diabolieri in that some sort race. Diabolieri is a better horse ridden cold, and I think he'll settle dead last. And if there's as much speed as we think, one of those two can get home strongly. And while you're at it, who's your lay of the day? We'll go creator in the last. Creator. Currently, Extend that winning drought. Currently around the 330, 350 mark. That is Michael Heaton's lay in the last of the day. Terry, who's your bet fair best? Uh, well, I just said off air that I wasn't going to say this, but we're going to go to Sunday for my best. I'm going to give you the best. Can I give you the best of the weekend? Okay. Bet fair best of the weekend. Trap for fools. Trapper. The Pinjarra Cup. There's no markets up yet. So that'd um, be nice. Trapper. Low twos is where I've got Trapper. It's going to be pouring down with rain. Well, the reason is look, I, I think I really, really, really want to be on. Jeez, that's a couple of Easter eggs being demolished here, Michael. I tell you what. When's your bin day? Jeez. So, yeah, the Easter bunny, uh, he's going to have to come back again next week, I think. Uh, I could come up with plenty of bests on the card. I really like City Circle, really like Standout Rose, really like Featherweight. But the current prices, I, I can't. I don't know which one's going to get out to the right price on Betfair to say it's my best. So, um, so yeah, it is going to be Traffic Fools. I'm sure that we'll get three, 350 Traffic at the scarp side with yeah. the 20 to 40 mils out in front rolling along. 62 kgs. 62. Could win with 70. No yeah. problems. Uh, my Maddie, um, same as Michael, would love to have got uh, four bucks more position to power. 15, 16 is the mad price in a mad sense. But um, for our 20 to 1, uh, rule and I broke it last week with Denim Pack. Um, I better not break it again. Uh, Hollyoak in the WATC derby and uh, my lay, which I hope I get wrong, it will be Cockney Crew at the current price. I think it's 450 or so in the um, against my that's funny as and Bogart. I uh, hope I get that wrong though. BJ, what's your set? My bet fair best. I very keen city circle, very keen featherweight like Terry. They're both not quite at, um, from a value point of view, not quite at my prices. Therefore, the horse that I, uh, next next cab off the rank, who was the right price and underneath what I quoted when I did my markets is some sort. So um, I think that some sort can find the front, second up with the blinkers on. That's in race six of the day. Currently a $3.30 um, chance I marked uh, marked him $2.75. So therefore, some sort is my bet fair best of the day. My Maddie is, I was going to cheat, but this horse has just ticked over to $21 on one agency. How's that? That'll do. Race five, number eight, my Greek boy from gate one, 54 kilos, land, landing in the box seat. 
Betfair late, he could run a race at a price where he's just about ready to do something. And I'm still gonna... prep away, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's just building into his preparation nicely. And uh, that was King Cool Cat. <laughs> Took 30 odd stars to break his uh, mate and then won about eight in a row. Ian Glutting. Yeah. King Cool Cat. Yeah. So some of do find their best at about. Uh, Eight years old. One of Hannon's. Yeah. Cool cat. Duncan Miller. Duncan Miller, that's mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take on Terry. My lay of the day is uh, race two, number six, standout rose. Really nice filly on the rise, but uh, 240's thin for mine and I uh, just can't map her. So I'm going to take on Bruce Watkins, Jason Whiting, standout rose. That's going to be my lay of the day. I like it. Watch the map early. That'll mm. be uh, telling. And then I'll, then I'll be betting in run. Yeah, that'll be <laughs> telling, telling, telling what uh, what she does there. So uh, thank you again, Michael, for coming on the podcast. Uh, it is always uh, it's always a learning experience for me as well. Always like hearing the um, how someone else does their form and the little insights. And I've, I've never, as I said, we landed on a couple of the same ones today. Didn't we, we have position a pair. I'm glad you're with me there. Uh, I always feel you always. I thought, oh geez, if I cook this, you know, am I mm. trying for a bit? Would, of a would you have quoted your Price, would you, if Michael was 100%. Oh, I, I told you I priced Boyish 370 a couple of months ago and it was 50 to 1 at the time. So I have absolutely no fear in that sense. I get some horribly wrong, but um, the idea is we slightly get them right more often than not. But uh, thank you again, Michael. As I said, always learn plenty. I've never forgotten that don't fuss um, placement. Uh, that's why I had to bring that up today. It's the first thing every time I hear it's the first thing I think of, apart from meeting a lovely partner at the, uh, the Gold Bar as well. Um, <laughs> it's been a pleasure, as always. Yeah, thanks, boys. Nice to. Uh, be here again happy birthday BJ until next time on the 1-1 <laughs> 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 oh, yeah I reckon that's it <laughs> perfect I'm really happy